When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're really flying by the skin of our teeth today, Chris. Ooh, Dude, you're not kidding. Boy. I, I had I had the graphic ready to fly solo for a little while and everything. And, man, it's low-quality Corey today already. Like, you're already kind of been freezing a bit. <laughs> it's, it's the lowest quality today. Good afternoon, everybody. This is, of course, the Southside Beat, as we are uh, every Monday through Friday, 3 to 3.30. I'm... This is going to be. Oh boy! But we're here for it. We're really here for it. I just got back in from the locker room. I'm nestled in on a corner here. The lights are actually on this time, on the indoor facility. So I actually have a little bit of lighting today. If you're not in the normal spot, man, because it's already it's already not great. We're not in the normal spot. It's already not great. Chris, we have have, we have we have no quality quarry right now. Yeah, Chris is gonna have to take the show today. No, if Corey can't can't handle, it, we'll 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 do it. But uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely low quality for sure. Um, well, while we have you, Corey, why don't you fill us in on uh, what happened today? Obviously, I know Broderick Jones addressed the media today. I know Kenny Pickett uh, addressed the media today on a normal quarterback Wednesday. So. Uh, Give us no res, Corey and Barbara coming in. Yeah, it's uh, it's like watching videos on AOL, like back <laughs> in like 2001 with dial-up internet. That's what it feels like. Not great. Um, when you're trying so to load as the best music as I videos, can, you just can't watch them. <laughs> as quickly as I can do this, and you might have to take the show over from this point. You're good. Uh, and I'll just hop offline. Um. Broderick Jones and Dan Moore, they still don't know who's starting at left half on Sunday. That's the basic bottom line of the whole situation. Now, yeah. I, I would have the indication that it's still going to be Dan Moore or Broderick Jones. I don't see how that has changed over the week. We will have an injury report today to discuss. Yeah. So we'll see how that shakes out. Um, Kenny Pickett spoke today. I will have more on, on DK Pittsburgh. There's already uh, a video of Kenny. Uh, on our YouTube page, the same YouTube page you're listening to live. So, Chris, I'm going to go because the quality is bad today. It's yeah. just undoable today. So it's I will bad. let you take over. I'll give you the solo banner uh, if, you, if you can do that. And then uh, I, I will talk I to it. you all tomorrow. All right. See you, Corey. Appreciate it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> this is legitimate, like, live stuff, man. This is just great. Um, so with no Corey today, you guys are really hopping into the co-host chair. So bring all your questions, bring your, bring your comments. Uh, we'll talk about it all, man. Uh, it's great. Uh, but definitely Corey brought up a couple of things. Obviously Broderick Jones talking today. Uh, we still don't know yet when it comes to who's starting at left tackle. Um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Pour one out for Corey today. Uh, yeah, I got to pour one out for him. Uh, yeah, still don't know who's starting at left tackle. Now, based off of uh based off of what I've I've kind of seen in the past on how Mike Tomlin's handled this, this really could go anyway. And really, this 
it w- I wouldn't put it past Mike Tomlin to be kind of playing, you know, maestro a little bit with the media, you know, um, it, it just, it, it really, really, it just, it seems like right now, I mean, Tomlin's even admitted it. He will give something to the media to have them write about that. Like, like, like he will just, that's just, I mean, he admitted it earlier this year. He's like, no, I gave you guys a line. So you guys had something to write about. Um, and, uh, and, and Teresa kind of brings it brings it up. Do you think this Jones narrative is just a smokescreen? Like, I, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying that it, it could be a situation in which Mike Tomlin is just playing his cards close to the chest for whatever reason. It could just be he doesn't want to figure. You know, he doesn't want to tell it. Uh, he also might be saying like, listen, like, especially when it comes to a rookie. One thing that I really, really get from Mike Tomlin, and I actually kind of agree with this, you don't want to feel like a rookie is just handed a job, right? You want to feel like he's earning it. And so before you even go into a game in which he thinks he might be starting, Tomlin might be like, well, I'm not going to tell him that. Even if he's thinking, yeah, I am going to start Broderick, he might be in a situation where it's like, yeah, but I want him to go in and really, really still fight as if it's maybe not his job just yet. Keep him hungry. Uh, and honestly, we've seen him do that before the way he handles, uh, the way he handles players. And, uh, so it could be that, like, I, I don't know. It could be one thing where like Tomlin's doing this, you know, savvy little coaching, <laughs> coaching thing, or it is just a, a situation in which no, he really is that committed to Dan Moore. Um, obviously the injury report will, will tell us something too. How much was Dan Moore a participant? Um, even if Corey saw with his own two eyes how much Dan participated or lack thereof, it's got to be confirmed to him verbally <laughs> after practice. Um, it, you know, yeah, it's just the way it is. So, um, and HMJ077 says, you know, did Dan Moore really mess up so bad that he has to lose his job? Some, I mean, performance-wise, he, he hasn't been great. Uh, I, I'm, I've, I've got a chalk talk piece coming out later today, focusing mainly on Najee and Jalen. By the way, so be on the lookout for that. But obviously, when it come, we start talking about the running game at all, you have to look at the offensive line. And just from watching the film that I did to do this piece on Najee and Jalen, like you, you see what the offensive line is doing, and like. In one play that that I put you know put out there, Broderick Jones is blocking on one of them, and Dan Moore is blocking on the other one, and Broderick just looks better. He just does. Um, now, guys lose their jobs to injury because of injuries all the time. It's not fair, but it happens. If the next guy who steps up just plays, it, it's hard to go away from that. It just it, it is. I mean, it happened to. I mean the the. Prime example that comes to me when it comes to the Steelers is obviously when Ben Roethlisberger took over Tommy Maddox's job. Ben Roethlisberger didn't become the starter because Bill Cowher decided he was the starter. He became the starter because Tommy Maddox got injured. Now, Ben stepped up, played phenomenally, and um, to the point where when Maddox was healthy, there was no way Cowher was going to go back. Um, It just, it happens. You know, players lose their jobs due to injuries all the time. It's not fair, but it happens. Um uh, that's bad says, uh, did the bye week fix Canada's play calling Kenny's happy feet and the line's ability to block. Um, now when it comes to Kenny's happy feet, that's just going to be something that 
is going to have to be fixed over time. That's one bye week is not going to magically fix that. Um, it's just, it's something that he's going to have to get better with that internal clock of knowing, okay, I have this amount of time on this type of play, knowing based off of what, the, you know, the defense that I'm seeing before the snap, I have 1.5 seconds or I've got two seconds or you know, however much time before I have to, you know, improvise. Um, that's just something that comes with time. And, and it was something that we saw on Kenny's, uh, on Kenny's college tape. He, he left the pocket way too early. He had the happy feet. Then it's, it, that was going to be a problem going into the NFL. The question is how does he best eradicate that? How does he best fix that? Um, when it comes to Canada's play calling and the line's ability to block, I mean, Matt, it seemed like magically the bye week fixed it last year. Uh, the Steelers went from not being able to run the ball in the first half of the season to being one of the best in the NFL at running the ball in the second half of the season. I mean, they averaged 146 yards a game on the ground in the second half of the season. That's that's great. That Those are phenomenal numbers. You will take that every single year if you can average that much on the ground. Um, it's not juggernaut level, but it's absolutely productive. Um, if the if the bye week magically fixes it again this year, then great. But the answer is, let's see what happens on Sunday. Um, that 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 really is. We're just gonna have to wait. You would hope. You would hope that they really fix some stuff. That that Canada saw the plays that were working, saw the plays that aren't working, saw that this particular sequence. Okay, that doesn't work. Um, you know, certain plays may work against you know this type of defense, but not against this type of defense. Um, it's just. The bye week is the time to really kind of address that stuff and figure it out, you know, because now they've had a body of work to see, okay, you know, you go into a season with a certain idea. Okay. These ideas actually did work the way we thought we would. These other ideas don't, we need to alter this because this is what defenses are actually showing us They They, you know, when Deontay's not in there, they're going all over George. You know, I mean, the Raiders gave no respect whatsoever to the other receivers on the field. One of the main reasons why I think Calvin Austin got the, the deep touchdown he did, because when they're in cover one and the safety of uh, the one safety up top is all the way over to George Pickens' side of the field, leaving three receivers and a tight end wide open on the other side, that's zero respect for any other receiver on the field. Right. So, like, you see little things like that, and then you're like, okay, well, when Deontay comes back defenses aren't going to be doing that. So now how is that going to open things up for George? You look at that. That's just an example of, okay, this is what defenses are showing. How do we adjust? Um, let's go through here. Randy asks, Chris, if you were the Steelers offensive play caller, how would you attack the Rams defense? So actually for, through looking and I have um, an in-depth preview of the Rams up on DK Pittsburgh sports.com um, right now. So you can go read it. Um, the Rams are obviously very, very strong on the interior up front. Uh, Aaron Donald is there. He's Aaron Donald. I, I don't need to go, <laughs> go into any, any details there. Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald. He's on pace for, I think the second most tackles and the second most tackles for losses in his, like in a season in his career. Like that, that that's what he's on pace for. I, he's still he's still a monster. So they're obviously really and, and, and Turner's a really good defensive tackle too. So they're they're strong in the middle. 
their edge rushers are, especially against the run, aren't as great. And this is a Rams defense that is allowing about 122 yards on the ground. I think that's 22nd in the league. They're not shutting teams down on the ground, and they're weakest on the edge. Now, that actually plays into what the Steelers do. The Steelers are predominantly an outside zone concept running game. Like that, that's that's what they want to do more often than not. Why is that? Why, you know, have Najee, who seems like a guy who would be better off running north-south, running to the outside? Well, the main reason is because the primary reason that you want Najee Harris or the primary reason that you run outside zone is to create one-on-ones in space between the running back and the and the opposing cornerback. If you can do that, if you can block it that way, it obviously depends on what the defense is showing. You're not always going to be able to do that either because the box is loaded and you have to use an extra guy to block block down on somebody, whatever it is. Um, but that's what you want to create. You want to create those one-on-one matchups in space. And I mean, that's what, I mean, if you, when you th- talk about Najee Harris, big power, strong, you know, can run guys over, can hurdle over guys, that's what you want. You want to create those matchups. And so that's why they predominantly run outside zone. It should play into this because the Rams aren't as strong defending the run on the edge as they are in the middle. They have a really good uh, off-ball linebacker um, uh, you know, who can, who can stop the run. So they're pretty good up the middle. Safety, not so much, but obviously you're talking more in the passing game there. So this might be an opportunity to attack the middle of the field, deep down the field. I know you're all what the reaction is to that. Oh, Canada attacking the middle of the field. Like that's not going to happen. I'm just saying it's, it might be there. The Rams aren't that great at safety. So maybe attack the middle of the field. They're better at corner than they are at safety, even though their one corner is, um, um, their one corner got arrested and who knows if he's actually going to be playing. Uh, Robert asked Chris, what? Here we go. I clicked on it. Okay. It's not showing up. I don't know why. There we go. Chris, are you doing the show on Friday by yourself? Um, I think so. Um, and this is actually a good test for it because, you know, low quality Corey t- turned into no quality Corey. And uh, <laughs> so we're kind of, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here. And so, uh, but I think the plan right now is to do that. Yeah. Corey uh, has to travel to cover pit. Um, so I think that's the plan right now. Um, so you guys bring your questions, bring your comments. You guys are the co-hosts, man. You guys are the co-hosts. Um, bring your questions, bring your comments. Let's talk. Let's talk Steelers football. Uh, it's Wednesday right now. So obviously we're, we're still kind of in the, in the early stages of being a little bit more Steelers focused, obviously, as we get clo- you know closer and closer to the end of the week, especially Friday, we're going to be a little bit more focused on the Rams, what they do. Uh, but I mean, we could talk about that now if you want to, I mean, really, uh, yeah, Robert says trial by fire. Yeah, that's what that's what we're that's what this is. I mean, and, and when you do a live show, you have to be willing to adapt. You have to be willing to to you know do things on the fly. That's just part of it. Um, so, but yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to to see what the Steelers actually do against this Rams team because first off, this Rams team is not a pushover. Like I think a a lot of people, including myself. Thank you. Thank you, Brent. I really appreciate it. Saying do a great job. Uh, I appreciate it. Um, listen, like this, I think a lot of people going into the season thought the Rams were going to be some like, like a, one of the worst teams in football. I thought that too. I think when I did my league wide prediction at the start, I think I had them going like four and 13 or five and 12, something like that. it was, it was like, I had no respect for them. 
And shame on me because Sean McVay is a really good head coach. He, he just is. He's proved that not just because of winning a Super Bowl, but he's just a really good coach. And veteran quarterback who knows how to play, who's won a Super Bowl now, uh, Hall of Fame defensive tackle who's still able to play on the other side of the ball, plus, you know, some weapons. You get Cooper Cup back, you know, shame on a lot of people for not thinking the Rams were at least going to be, you know, even if they aren't, even if, even if they're the third best in their division behind the 49ers who look pretty much unbeatable, which I know, like, how do the Browns do that? Like, I, I don't know, but I still, the 49ers are still to me the best team in football. And then the Seahawks are pretty, pretty good too. So even if they're the third best team in their division, doesn't mean that they're a bad football team. Um, Lyle, I, I guess I'm Christian Bale right now. Batman with no Robin. That makes me Christian Bale. And <clears throat> definitely not um, Val Kilmer or George Clooney. Um, I do not have Chris O'Donnell next to me. No, I don't. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and the, the Rams mimicking the Niners. I mean, listen, it's copycat league. <laughs> I mean, it's just it just is. And so, um, th- th- it's this is going to be a challenge for the Steelers. The Steelers offense for sure. Uh, especially, we've all seen the the issues with the Steelers team. I right? just they're they're apparent you hope that they get some get some things figured out during the bye week the main thing that they really need to figure out is how to get that running game going no rushing touchdowns in the first five games of the season that's unacceptable especially for a team that even when art Rooney the second says the main objective of this season on offense is to score more points yeah i mean running the football was absolutely something that the steelers planned on doing and wanted to do we didn't get to really see that week one because they fell behind so fast and they had to become one dimensional a little, a, a little, you know, way too early in the game. Brent really appreciate it. Uh, gifted uh, five subscriptions. Appreciate it, man. Justin coming in with a $5 contribution. Thank you so much. <clears throat> um, but you know, for, for a team that like for a team that, that wants to run the football and it's very, very obvious that they do. They want to run the football. They, they, they got to do it. That they have to. That's something they have to figure out because everything else on the Steelers' offense, really, really, like the running game is what gets everything else going. It gets. It's what gets play action going. It's what gets what's what gets the passing game going. You have to be able to run the football. That's what this offense is built to do, right? They have a second-year quarterback who is not polished in the passing game. He has some strengths in the passing game. There, there, there are no questions there. There are also some flaws that have to be fixed, and those aren't immediate fixes. It's not snap your fingers and, oh, all of a sudden Kenny's going to be, you know, Joe Cool ice in his veins in the pocket. He's going to have to learn how to do that over time. So you have a strong running game to aid everything else run the football. You can then run play action. It makes teams more honest, makes them come up closer to the line of scrimmage, which they pretty much do already do anyway, and try to kill them over the top. You know, uh, they've been able to do that at times. Obviously George Pickens, you know, that touchdown was a long touchdown pass. Calvin Austin, that was a long touchdown pass. The touchdown pass to Pickens against the Ravens. That was one over the top, you know, with a really good check at the line of scrimmage. They've been able to do that, but it's just been, Few and far between, and they need to be able to do it. <laughs> Mark asked, "Play action? What's that?" Yeah, I'd love to see more play action. Yeah, and Robert brings brings this up when it comes to Deontay. Uh, I like to see Deontay get a touchdown just to quiet the critics. Like, listen, 
people who who really really want to to pay attention to football and really pay attention to how the game is played know should know that no touchdowns for Deontay Johnson last year was not an indictment on Deontay Johnson like was it like did he carry some blame for that yeah of course he did like there's never like, oh, it's 100% Matt Canada's fault or it's 100% Kenny Pickett's fault or it's 100% Deontay's fault. There's always blame to go around when it comes to things not working out on the football field. There were opportunities for Deontay to get into the end zone last year. Granted, they weren't there weren't all that many. They didn't get to the red zone very often. When they did get to the red zone, they didn't get they didn't convert very well. And a lot of that is just overall offensive issues. It's not just one guy. It's overall off. When the, when the team is that bad in the red zone and believe it or not, the Steelers are even worse in the red zone this year than they were last year. Now, Deontay hasn't been there all year. So like outside of like three quarters, but um, yeah. And Bob brings up, you know, three, four of uh, Deontay's yak was getting, uh, wasn't getting to the line of scrimmage. Like, I, I did a breakdown on, on Deontay's like yak and stuff like that, uh, you know, over the summer and the routes that he's having to run. I mean, it's a lot of stuff coming back to the line of scrimmage. If you want Deontay Johnson to get yak, you have to give him passes where he's going to catch the ball on the run. Now that's something that I was really encouraged about in the first game of the season because Kenny misses the throw, but Deontay's wide open on a deep post. I think second series, third series of the game. Wide open on the post. Now, Kenny misses the throw, but if he if he makes that throw, Deontay's wide open. That's a massive gain, and if Deontay makes a guy miss, maybe even a touchdown. Um, the slant over the middle beats the linebacker. Why you have a linebacker lined up on Deontay Johnson, that's just stupid. Uh, even for the 49ers, like, I don't care. You can never have a linebacker on Deontay. Beats the linebacker if Kenny doesn't put it behind him and pretty much throw it on his butt and actually puts it right right where he's supposed to. That's a, that's a layup touchdown. Um, so that that's that's it's not all Deontay. I can tell you that right now. Deontay knows how to play. He's a phenomenal route runner. He knows how to get open. He gets elite separation. Um, uh, yeah, I, I Deontay coming back is gonna do is gonna do quite a bit for this offense. Now, does that mean it's gonna translate to a four hundred yard performance? Does that mean it's gonna translate to twenty five points uh, or thirty points? No, there are a lot of other issues that have to be fixed, but Deontay coming back is definitely going to help. Uh, Brent asks, how's Cam doing on his recovery? Any time frame? Looks like he's been uh, to every game uh, doing what he can from the sideline. Uh, that's just a, a captain being a captain. He's going to be there. Um, unless for whatever reason, his rehab or whatever else keeps him from the sideline, he's going to be there helping out. That's just a captain being a captain. And Deontay was doing the same thing. I know not Deontay is not a captain, but Deontay was right there. He traveled, um, you know, got a chance to uh, speak to him for just a second down in Houston. Uh, same thing with Cam. Like, yeah, th- those guys are – they're going to be there for their team. Uh, those guys are leaders. Um, in terms of when he's going to be able to come back, I'm honestly not too sure. I think based on the initial prognosis, like early November, early, early to mid-November maybe. So we might be still a few weeks away from that. Uh, Robert says, I heard King is gone. Uh, I don't think it's official yet, but yeah, I, I think the Steelers are either going, they're going to release him if they can't find a trade partner. I think that's been the report from, from NFL network. Uh, and then they're, um, reportedly signing Darius rush off of the, uh, I think chiefs practice squad. So, um, that should, uh, 
And honestly, with Desmond King, it's like he returned. Uh, he played one defensive snap. Um, he didn't look great doing kicks or doing doing kick returns. Um, he's the fifty third man on the roster, and uh, we could debate that. All you know, I don't think mo- most people will debate that. But obviously, the Steelers weren't seeing very much from Desmond King to because there was always all these questions of why isn't uh, why isn't he playing? You know, why isn't Desmond King playing? Why you know? And it's like we might have our answer. Like they just didn't see, they didn't see anything worth playing. Um, yeah. So Jones saying thank you for the gifted membership. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for, for, for giving those, you guys are awesome. Um, and, and again, anything that we want to do with the show, just like subscribe, uh, share the show as much as you can. By the way, I looked at the, I looked at the page views, the Tony Romo impression, uh, on Friday is not looking too good. I don't know, Jim. It's just, it's not looking too good. Um, I think we're still like 7,500 or something like that page views away from 10,000 that we'd have to get over today and tomorrow to, to make up pretty much get 7,500 over like today and tomorrow. So um, yeah, I I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. And honestly, my vocal cords are probably going to be very, very appreciative of that because (laughs) I thought about that after I made that wager. I'm like, I could like really end up regretting it. Like there would not be enough Gatorade for me to drink or lemon juice for me to drink to talk with that raspiness for 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> we're trying. Hey, I appreciate the effort guys. I mean, seriously, any way you guys support this show, we really appreciate it. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in, you're wondering uh, where the heck is Corey? Why is Chris talking talking his ear off or talking our ears off? Um, dude, there's not enough salt water to, to, to deal with, uh, to deal with uh, doing Tony Romo for 30 minutes. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a raspiness and, uh, yeah, (laughs) it's probably done, uh, best done in small doses. Um, and I think everybody thinks that when they're watching games that Jim Nance and Tony Romo are calling. Um, but if you're wondering where Corey is, uh, uh, Corey slid at first off, he like, I'm, I was ready to do the show or at least start the show by myself because, you know, he's working on the South side, you know, he's there. He's, you know, in the locker room talking with Kenny, you know, talking with all, all those guys. And uh, literally 10 seconds before we go live, Corey just automatically shows up here, you know, in our, in our live stream, you know, when, when I'm about to hit the live button. And so we're switching banners over and everything like that. We're like, man, we're going to, we're going to get this ready. And then, um, yeah, Corey's uh, internet was not great. Um, it wasn't the normal spot he, he sets up in and, uh, for those who don't know <laughs> the internet on the South side is not great. Uh, it really, uh, even something as simple as uploading a 30 second video to YouTube is not easy to do. Um, so the internet wasn't great. Corey had to run, but, uh, so if you're wondering where he is, that's where Corey is, uh, should be back tomorrow. Maybe, maybe I haven't looked at the practice schedule yet. I'm going to look at that later today. Cause I'll set up in our Steelers feed later, uh, for tomorrow. But, um, uh, <laughs> you're near saltwater if you're in Texas. I, I, well, yeah, the Gulf, and you couldn't pay me to drink or to put Gulf water in my mouth. You could not pay me. Anybody who's who has been in the Gulf of Mexico knows what I'm talking about. That water is not pristine whatsoever. Not unless you're like in Cancun or Cozumel or a place like that. Like it's just not happening. It's, <laughs> it's, um, uh, 
I, I've been, I, you know, my family and I go down to Galveston once a year, uh, usually every summer for, it's usually for like, we take an extra Friday or whatever. And or an extra day on like a Friday and we go Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'll go down to Galveston. You know, there's always stuff to do down on the, on the strip down there. And uh, it's a nice little getaway for, for a weekend. And we usually do it every summer. Sometimes we do it with uh, extended family, like my sister-in-law, brother-in-law and, and my, and my uh, nephew and niece. And, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I've been in the Gulf of Mexico. No desire to put that water in my mouth whatsoever. Robert says shot of whiskey. I'm in Louisiana, dude. If you looked, over in that in that direction where my kitchen is, I've got a whole cupboard that's got a bro- got about seven or eight bottles of whiskey in there. I got scotch, I got I got bourbon, um, I've got um, uh, I I got a Texas whiskey in there, uh, Balcones Brimstone, really really good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I'm not I'm not a, a definitely not opposed to whiskey. Um, I'm a whiskey fan for sure. Um, <laughs> Brent, uh, uh, okay. Never mind. Sorry, guys. Uh, Galveston, talk about dirty water. Yeah, you're not. You're not kidding. Darren asked, "What's my best bottle?" Uh, we're talking about whiskey now. Uh, my best bottle, I would probably say, and for those of you who are fans of the show Parks and Rec, um, Nick Offerman had the guy who plays Ron Swanson. He has his own line of uh, Lagavulin Scotch. Um, it's a little pricey, you know, depending on how, depending on what your addition of pricey is 90 bucks for me is, is pretty pricey, but it's a $90 bottle, uh, of scotch and it is absolutely delicious. Phenomenal stuff. Uh, Justin says Buffalo trace for the win. That is really, really good bourbon. Probably my favorite bourbon right now, uh, especially for like stuff that's like not like, not like top shelf stuff is actually makers mark number 46. Very, very good stuff, by the way. Um, yeah, Darren knows what's up. Lagavulin Swanson is a good bottle. It's very, very good. That's probably my best bottle that I have right now. I got another, I got the eight year Lagavulin in there too. Um, uh, crown. Yeah. Crown's okay. I mean, it's not too bad. Um, but, uh, scotch is, uh, I just, I like the peatiness of scotch. I do. I like, I, I got everything from like your basic scotches, like Johnny Walker black. And I've got, you know, really peaty stuff. Like the eight year Lagavulin is really peaty. Um, so Mitchner, dude, that is some good, good whiskey too. Good stuff. I got a lot of whiskey fans here. appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, here we're getting near the end, uh, hitting the 30 minute mark. Um, I'll, uh, <laughs> it's, it's all good. Hey, Hey guys, you, whenever Corey is not here, we can talk about like, obviously we are here to talk about Steelers football. I will talk about Steelers football to everybody's to everybody till everybody's hearts uh, are content. But when you guys want to talk about anything, especially when Corey's not here, which that won't happen very often it happened today because of bad internet, it might happen again on Friday because he's traveling for pit. You guys are my co-hosts here. We can talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. All right. Like for real, I'll talk about whiskey. I'll talk about TV shows. I'll talk about whatever you want. Um, it, hey, sticky. All right. Okay. I feel a little bit better now for talking about whiskey for like five minutes. It's whiskey Wednesday. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but uh final thought here uh from me. Uh I'll I'll pour one out for Corey, by the way, for him you know, not being able to be here. But uh final thought t- for today is uh, you know, to go back to to kind of end on on the on the theme today that we started with is you know, when this when it comes to this whole Dan Moore, Broderick Jones thing. Um, the more and more I think about it, it's like, so, sometimes it doesn't make that much sense to me. Like, like it doesn't make sense that 
like guys like Artie Burns and Shamarco Thomas and like all these guys, um, you know, they got their opportunities like right away. And Kendrick Green even got his opportunity like right away. He was pretty much handed the job. And I think more often than not, oh, dude, Darren, thank you so much, man. $5 contribution for your next bottle. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, I, um, when it comes to this stuff, you know, some of those guys came in and they, like I said, they were just kind of handled the job or ha- handed the job. Not, not that Mike Tom said, here you go on a silver platter. They, they kind of earned it, but it really didn't seem like they like earned it. Like the way that Broderick Jones or Joey Porter Jr. are having to earn theirs. And I think that the main reason why is because a lot of the times those just didn't work out. Like, like they just didn't like Kendrick green did not pan out. It just didn't like, I, I understand like, <clears throat> you know, he was starting to look good with Houston before he got injured and everything like that, but it just, it didn't work for whatever reason, whether it was the scheme, whether it was his, you know, style, you know, his style of playing and how, you know, whether that just wasn't a fit or whatever it was, it just, it didn't work. Um, And I think that Mike Tomlin, it just doesn't want to be like the guy who's like constantly giving rookies, you know, their jobs too fast, you know, because I think he has been burned on that quite a bit. And I said, I used that pun yesterday. I'll, I'll use it again today. He's just burnt, been burned on that. And so uh, maybe that's the reason why. And maybe, you know, like I said, Mike Tom is playing the game with all of us and Broderick Jones will be the starter on, on Sunday. Maybe he will be, you know, regardless of whether Dan Moore is, is healthy or not. Maybe, maybe he will be the guy, you know, and maybe it is now the Broderick Jones era at left tackle. Um, I hope it is. I, I think that, you know, from what I've seen on film, I think that is the best option for the Steelers going forward. I, like, I really, I'm not saying that from a, <clears throat> from any kind of biased perspective. I'm just from what I'm seeing on film based off of performance and the fact that Broderick Jones came in first start against the Ravens. Mike Tomlin knows what that game means and he performed really well. I, I I don't know. I, I I would also give Joey Porter the job, but um, I, and, and Jerry says, you know, why not play them both? I mean, you could, I mean, like, like for real, like in theory you could, um, but I think it, it, like in terms of like being like the guy at, le- at left tackle, like it's kind of like the same thing with, with like, once you made the, once, like once Tomlin made the decision to go to Kenny for Mitch last year, there's no going back. It's like once you actually name Broderick Jones the starter, and he's not named the starter yet. Like technically on the depth chart, Dan Moore's still the guy. So Broderick Jones, like it's like once you say, okay, he's our starting left tackle, I don't think you go you go back from that. You've traded up for this guy in the first round. Once he's the guy, he's the guy, and you're not going back. Um so I, I think uh <laughs> Mark Shamarco Thomas years. Yeah. I had, I pulled that one out of left field. I think uh, Corey actually brought that one up, and that that's what put the name in my mind. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, and, and Dan Moore like very well could be like especially if they get any weaker at guard. Like Dan Moore, like I think Dan Moore would actually be a really good guard, but I also think he also could be a pretty decent right tackle. And I think either way you slice it, if Broderick Jones comes in and he's the left tackle, I think whether it's Chooks or Dan Moore one of those two guys is a pretty good swing tackle. You know, a guy who has to, you know, guy gets injured, we have to plug a guy in. Okay, you know, I think that's the best role for them. 
All right, guys, we're about five minutes over from normal time. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you guys so much for all your, for, for the contributions, uh, you know, for the donations, uh, for your comments, for your questions, uh, for the gifted uh, memberships. Appreciate you guys for everything. Uh, tomorrow we will try to run this like we normally do with Corey and I, 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 I don't know if Corey will, if it's an earlier practice today or if it's going to be a try another attempt at low quality Corey tomorrow from the South side. Uh, but either way, we're going to try to swing it again. And then, uh, yeah, that, that's gonna, that's gonna be it. So, um, thank you guys so much, Darren. Appreciate you guys. Um, and, uh, we'll, uh, talk tomorrow. Peace out guys.